Yoras Hashem is Yoim Shlishi Harshas Vishwam. Shnas Tavshin Ayavov Yeshiva Teferis Avikim. Today's Shir is being sponsored. Number one, Le'ilui Nishmas Abochar Yaakov Levi Yosef Ben Rabbi Yehuda Aryeh. The Shoma should have an Aliyah. Second of all, Today's shear is being sponsored the Rafua Shlema, Rosh Hashiva, Chaim Shlema, Ben Seita Leia. This is Chaim Shlema Leibowitz, Shiva Parovich, and and he should. Matzah took a turn for the worse. But that is Hashem is Barach, Baruch could change his matzah and mischus that everybody in Klal Yisrael is davening for him. Klal Yisrael need, still needs him. One of the last remnants of Baruch Ber. Sometimes you have an anical that goes away. So, if you have, if you have somebody, or she was in Biskarov, he left, he left over Kindle. And his Kindleloch were his Hemshech. They said over his Torah, we lived through his. The Borchber was like that. The Borchber, we lived through a Borchber to a great degree. First, there were some of his Talmidim. And then, the later years, through Chaim Shleim. Should be Zayde should be a male Tzayshifim. The Tefillah should be the Skabim. In this week's parsha, the entire begins with the parsha of Eved Ivri. It's interesting to get a viewpoint of how the Torah deals with the Oynish of a Ganif. Yesterday, we spoke about why the Torah picked the parsha of Evan Ivri first. We spoke about many Chedushim that we find in Evan Ivri. And the point, the lesson, was that our understanding of Darke Hashem is zilch in any area. And we never have to feel like we have to defend Hashem. All we have to do is uphold the word of Hashem 
and to clarify what did Hashem say. Once you know that, you're good to go. That's the Iker. Today we want to glean how the Torah views Gnev. Try the picture we have in Asifa of how we're going to deal with Genevis. This is not an uncommon thing in all societies. Genevis, how do you deal with Genevis? Some societies, they cut their hands off of a Ganev. In some societies, they put you in jail. Depends, armed robbery, not armed robbery, it can of all kind of robberies. And the Torah tells us that when a person is in our parish is talking specifically about someone who became an Evid Ivri because he was a Ganif. And he was caught. It's interesting, we don't flog him, we don't give him Malchus. You don't get Malchus for Gnevi. Today, if you catch a Ganev, you want to beat the dickens out of it. Then you think, what kind of things? And imagine you come into your house, you see somebody walking out with your chafetzu. So, people get all worked up. There are people that, in America, they always speak about you should have a gun, and you shoot the guy. There's a whole shyly if you can shoot him in the back, if he's already out of the house, if he's in the house, what kind of, what kind of the unit? But the Torah doesn't give us that. But the Torah tells us, when you have an Evan Ivory, when you have a fellow who was a Ganif, and he didn't steal five cents, Stealing five cents says you make sure that the fellow gets the money and pays it back. Terence says it's a case of a nimkar bignevosen. When somebody is sold bigneva, we're talking about a guy who stole a serious amount of money. Now, what are the dinim is? that the Odin is mutter to give him a wife to make him produce more avodim for the other. The shifcha that he gives him is a shifcha kenanis. Talking about Marrying this Yid to a Shifcha Kratis. Now that's an act which the Torah views as a very serious act. Under normal circumstances, if there's a person that's living with a Shiksa, the is someone who's a Baal Aramis, Kanoyim is Pagimai. They could kill him. His dam, his life, 
he forfeits his life into the hands of Kanoi. This is a very big hitch. Because not by a court system. He's not subject to go through the regular court system. And the opposite. If the guy went through a regular court system, the Bezdin wouldn't put him to death. But there's a special din at Kanoim Apoikimbun. And here we allow the Adam to give him a Shifcha Knaz. And the Rabbah writes that the consequence of a guy who's a Baal Aramis is there's a Hefzid in this relationship that you don't have by all other Arayas. And what is that? A Baal in Akusis, somebody who has a child from Akusis, it's not his child. It's producing a child, not a Yiddish kid. If somebody has a, a, a an illegal relationship with another Jewish person. So the child that's born is a Jewish child. Maybe a defected Jewish child, but it's still a Jewish child. But from a Bormen Akusis, that's very severe. And the Chavetz Chaim said, and it's amazing, that for a fellow having stolen, the Torah is Pashit Matir, the Adon, after the fellow was sold, and he raised the money for the Gnevim. the and he treated him nicely. You have to give him a nice room, a nice place, provide him a nice food, you treat him respectfully and sensitively. Still in all, the Adon, Zantar Chavetz Chaim, is allowed to give him why? So that he should get kapara for his aveira of the knev. That's something that's beyond us. I don't understand why they would permit that or why they would make the guy subject to such a rule. The guy says, listen, I'm from here. I'm an elohim. I would never live with a shiksa. Never forget, I was once a karim fellow, the Yiddish guy, and he had a problem because his brother was getting married to a shiksa on Shabbos. And he brother wanted him to be the best man at his wedding. Explained to him that a marriage to a shiksa is by a Jew is a tremendous chilul, kedushas Yisrael. It's something that's unheard of. So the father called me up to straighten me out. Explained to the father, said, Dad, you know, you come from the old school. Today, it's already culturally, every year is getting that intermarried Rahman al Islam. But you must have heard that the tradition has always been that if somebody marries out, marries a shiksa, so the parent would say, that was traditionally, it was, it was considered a move, it's mafki yourself and klali sir. A very serious charge. And over here, I said to him, you don't understand how abhorrent it is. It's abhorrent. 
So it's tantamount to a Jewish person taking upon himself a fiery religion. He starts to believe in Yashu. Although even secular Jews find that abhorrent, repulsive. You're here, they, they, you don't belong there. What are you married, getting married to what you call it? Remember the guy, couldn't argue with me, the guy heard that. The guy heard such a thing. I said, now when you're going to squelch what you've grown up with, and you're going to accept it, you're going to dance at this wedding, and you're going to party, and you get shaker, what the, what's the shot? But it was hard for to hear, they would live in a matzim of Kivin Avra Aveira Vishanaba, it's not just like a head, it's not a Pashtazat. And here we have such a Dover Chomer, says the Chavetz Chaim, and Afal Pikein, the Torah says, this is part of the package. The Torah sees this as a punishment. You know what the Pshat is? The Pshat is, for the Kapara of Geneva, the Torah says, if you have you stole a sizable amount of money and you're worth that amount of money and they sell you for an evidivery, you should know you lose part of your Kedusha Sisera. Now we don't even see that as a punishment. You lose the Kedusha Sisera, so what? But that's a very serious thing, losing your Kedusha Sisera. And this is what the terrorist says you do to be Mechaber on the oven in Geneva. Chavetz Chaim was once speaking in front of the Bnei Yeshiva and he said if a Jew marries a guy, everybody's going away from him. And they're going to look at him like he's finished. If a guy borrows money and he doesn't pay up in time and he has what to pay with, no. They're going to say, we understand that. They're not going to let the guy in the show? No. They're not giving out leads? They'll give a leads. Ah, he's holding moment of others in his hand. But people say it's not. Who would ever compare marrying a shiksa to withholding, stealing money from somebody else? Withholding payment from somebody, money is, is what you want. And the Torah Kedosha teaches us that somebody who's Sold as an event, the rabbi could give him a shift of kanadis. And his body, his body that he produces will be avodim, la'oilam, and they'll be bershus, their other. And all this is in order for the guy to be the And he pays back the gnevel. So you see, according to the Ashkafis HaTorah, it's better to live six years with a shift of kanadis and to produce Havad, it's that's all worth it, as long as money that you stole from somebody else should not remain in your hand. The Chavetz Chaim Eden said, if you think about it, somebody who marries a Shivcha Kedadis, what are they reyoyven? Stamas. Hey, stop. Go to marry a Shivcha Kedadis. Eivra, Eivra, Loisia, Kedesha, Mibnois Yisrael. And the Torah permitted 
the transgression of the law of Lysia Kadesha for this event to be misakin the law of Lysignaya. And it's Amili de Mamoina. This is Mili de Isura. Usually, Mili de Isura is much more stringent than Mili de Mamoina. A person has to realize that the Torah doesn't view, just because the Torah doesn't say to cut the guy's hands off, or the Torah doesn't say to shoot him in the back, does not mean that the Torah doesn't view it as a very serious offense. And if the Torah subjects the fellow to such dvarim chamurim, and he becomes poshit an evident, So then, and he can marry the, the other, he can give him a shifcha kananis, that shows how chamur ma'oid this avera of Geneva is. And we tend to view Geneva today in, as a very light thing. We don't see it as a very serious thing. We live our lives unscrupulously. We steal and every right and left, we have money shalacherim in our rishus, and we don't pay it back. And people think that it's going to be so chomers. Everybody doing it. Everybody's stealing. That's how people live. People take things from others, and they think you won't miss it. And it becomes a way of life. And the Gemara says that. Rav Gamvi Yisrael. The more such a thing at Yisrael have a stickle attraction to Ganevis. It's not unheard. We have to realize that any moment that we take from somebody else, a person will think, Baruch Hashem, at least today you can't get sold as an effort. Can't get sold as an effort. But HaKadosh Baruch has harbei shluchim l'mokim. person has to realize there are many, many stories of people that left this world and they couldn't find any menucha in the next world because they had to return. They may have done a lot of wonderful, good things. But they remain with outstanding cheshboinus of having money shalacherim in their rishos that they never settled and they never took care of. The famous Maiso that came with a very, very good lineage. Maiso's Ishmi Pish was told to the Briskarov exactly how Maiso came down. He goes, said, oh, it's Mamish. The Maiso was, and it was a bocher learning in Voloshim. And the Bachar got sick. And the Bachar had to go home. It was a good Bachar. So, Reb Chaim sent another Bachar to accompany him on the way home. The Malavim home. And the Bachar took him home. And then the Bach came back to the shoot. A little while later, that Bachar died from the illness. 
Você que pode. A few days later, after he died, one day in the middle of the night, Chaimish, the Veloshim Yeshiva was 24 hours. Reb Chaim Veloshim used to be on Mishmaris. Middle of the night, middle of the day, he'd come and go. Wasn't a big sleeper. Chapped his naps throughout the day. And he's walking in the hall of the Yeshiva. And suddenly, standing in front of him, Kimaychat is that Bachar who had died a little while. We'd be chat. So what would we do? We need to think. Sure. Did I hear you died? Did was we made a lie of you in Yeshiva? That has happened to you. Yeah, I said, no, I made a mistake. I didn't die. Chaim Lodi said, what's, what's to tzach? I said, I take a die. So you take a die? So what? What's to tzach? So he said, they allowed me to come from Shemayim. What happened was, I, so Chaim asked him, man nasa b'din I would have you didn't go. Told my deal went 100%. Very good. When I came to go to watch him court, the Ramayim, the Malah said, no, no, you can't go. You have an outstanding cheshbon. The Gneva, you have to pay back the Gneva. What was the Gneva? The Gneva was, on the way home, they stayed over at an inn. And they didn't have enough money to cover their trip and pay back the full price for the inn. So, what had happened was, they told the innkeeper, I'm, this was, I'm accompanying him home, and then I'm coming back. On the way home, on the way back, I will bring you the money for what happened. Meanwhile, what happened was, I came to that guy's house, and the sick Bachar's family gave him the few prutas that they owed, but the Bachar was in a rush to get back to Yeshiva. He wasn't on the way home. He was, didn't want to stay overnight anywhere. So he came back to Yeshiva. So he blinded the Balchoy to that fellow. And the Chashim Bachar, they allowed the Bachar to come back to this world, the Chaim Chayusai, to Chaim, and tell Chaim to arrange to be Mesaduddin. So you can have some manuch in the next world. And then he went away. Bachar disappeared. Reb Chaim called that Bachar up. Called that Bachar over. And he said, tell him, what, what's the given the Maisi? So the guy told him, Maisi, exactly like what the Bachar told him. So why didn't you pay? He said, go now immediately and pay now. He told him over this Maisi, he was just here. What? He just showed up. The Bachar showed up and asked me, you know how many times in Chalimus Sadiqim came to somebody that they had a safer in their house that belonged to somebody else? Or they had money that they never paid back and they never asked for Mechilim and people have Chafetzim in their house. The people don't realize, they take it very lightly. If the Torah holds that for a person to be Mechapar on his neighbor, 
They could have got the, guy, got the guy a job. If you would ask me, what to raise the money, I could think of a lot of ways of raising the money. There's a bit of a hype People need a job, get him a job. Call up one of the wealthy people in town, say, could you hire this guy? And every week, cut off from his wages X amount of money. That sounds like a much better way. And the guy would pay back. Everybody's with Yom HaShallah. No. Mercy, that's not the way. He has to be sold as a goddess. He has to, that, that humiliation, where he loses his complete, he stops, his, he loses his complete freedom. And he becomes mishubit to another person. Now he realizes that all the things that he was in control of before, you work for somebody, the guy doesn't own you. When somebody, you, you work for somebody, you're, you're an evid every, okay, the guy doesn't own you, but your freedom is legally curtailed. You don't have the freedom to do what you want to do, how you want to do, when you want to do. And a person has to know that when you take something from somebody, you have to think about this. Give this consideration. And a person should take this extremely, with great, great seriousness. And a person has to think, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to have it, I'll ask the person, and if he says yes, I'll have it. And if the HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want me to have it, the answer is going to be no. It's for people to take things. And a person thinks that if he takes something that doesn't belong to him, he can get away with things. There's no such thing as getting away with things. You're going, Hashem is going to teach you the lesson in some form or fashion, and the lesson is always going to be worse than the way you lost that object. People don't realize that. Because the evidently, it's not just on payback. He loses his complete freedom. That's something that's unheard of. And that's an amazing viewpoint of the Torah. It's not said it's a hefty one guy told me, you steal the Torah, you get off the hook. Not off the hook. A person thinks about this, and a person takes his lesson, you realize the chumrah, the severity of which the Torah views. Until you see people who are so makbid, gomer, on touching other people's chafetzim, not normal. Remember times I brought my Rebbe money or I sent the money. He wasn't exactly sure what he what it was for. I remember the first time I ever brought him money for a couple thousand dollars. And it said on check. I gave him a check and it said Yeshiva's brisk. Rebbe went, didn't, didn't want to use the money. He said, I collected the money, I raised the money for Yeshiva. He said, but could be that person thought I was Yeshiva's brisk. And he's misled. And it's the name. So Rabbi, I told him your name. <laughs> I said, that's where I learned. Get <coughs> clarify with him. Chlorate. I don't want to have <coughs> money that it's not mine, and wasn't intended for me at all.
And all, all the brisk is like this. If you write the wrong name, they'll always look what you write. Maybe you met my brother. Maybe the guy meant to give it to you. Not for me. Pagan that Makbaran is unbelievable. When a person does that, and he realizes there's a Rabbinish Shalom, that was the first thing in Mishpah. That's another reason why the first thing in Mishpatim and Adon Lechaveroi is Kisik Nehavidim. Because one of the, the biggest issues that people have when they interact with others is Kinev. Are we going to respect somebody else's money? Or not respect somebody else's money? Are we going to believe in finders, keepers, losers, weepers? That what we're going to believe in? That I'm able to take whatever I want if it's there? Kisik Nehavidim. Understand, if you don't respect people's money, you don't have to go into the guy's house and steal his money. There's many ways to steal it. Does he have to hold the guy up? Put a gun to his head? No. Could be you found the guy's money. Could be you were walking on a train. And you found the guy's money. Or you were in a shul and you saw the guy's money. And it had his name on it. And you took it. The guy put up signs. And you were mouthing. And you, 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 you hide your eyes and you didn't pay it back. And they caught you. You went out and you started to live good. Where'd you get money from? They saw you, they caught you with the money. With the money. That's a guy. person who has money to pay back and he doesn't pay back is a guy. person who borrows money knowing he can't pay back. It's a machin. In today's world, it's a tremendous machin. I bought him at the throw, speaking about it, writing about it. person's not people, because it, it becomes a, a source of living over there. A lot of people live off gemachs. You're desperate, you have to raise money, your child's getting married, you make up a mitzvah, you're buying something, your wife needs some money, you don't have any income. So you're desperate, you borrow money, you have no idea where you're going to pay back from. The only people who borrow money from Max, they, some go, <coughs> some are early eaten, so at least they circle around, they take one guy to the next mark, the next mark, and eventually they try to raise the money while they're doing it somehow. Maybe through collections, through this. But let me say, there's a mark available. So I'll take from this mark, I'll get burned out. I'll, get my, I'll lose my credit in this map. They're not going to know what the next map. They're not going to know how much credit this map. It's not like a network. There's no, there's no uh, credit check. And you go to the next map and the next map. You go to the next map. Then they get eventually they get blacklisted. The people just live their own. They do. Have a moon, have a have this, have that. That's called a god of gum. A person lives like that. You, have to, you can expect. Because both with the range, we become an evidentiary, and to be in dire straits in order to be a second, you're Canadian.